0: Hey, everybody. It's Lon and It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up. And this week, we're going to talk all about YouTube Premium, both what it's like for a subscriber but also on the creator side because it is a different monetization model versus the advertiser-supported content. A lot of you were interested in discussing this further from last week's video, so we're going to do it this week. Let's get to it. Now, I am a YouTube premium subscriber, and I subscribe for a couple of reasons. One is that once I push on a video here, it just starts playing no matter what platform I'm on. So on my TV, it is super fast. On my phone, as you just saw, it boots up right away. And that's because it doesn't have to go out and query an ad server first to see if there's an ad for you. And I'm sure those of you who watch YouTube with ads have also noticed that over the last couple of years, there's a lot more ads appearing in front and in the middle of the YouTube videos that you're watching. So, from the viewer side, it's a much better experience because there are no interruptions. It feels very much like any other online subscription service. And because I watch a lot of YouTube, it works out really well for me. Now, it's not inexpensive. Now, when I first subscribed, it was $9.99 a month. And because I have kept my subscription going since I first signed up, that's all they charge me. But if you sign up now, it is $12 a month here in the U.S. and the price varies based on different locations. Uh, One pro tip here is that if you do have Apple devices, don't subscribe through the app because Apple charges an additional commission fee and they basically bill you that. So you'll get a better deal if you sign up directly and then just link your account from your iPhone. There is also a family plan, and that is $18 a month, and you can add additional members of your household up to five to the same account, and that might be a little less expensive, of course, than getting individual accounts for everybody. And if you're a student, and I'm guessing a student in college or regular school, uh, you get a lower rate of $6.99 a month. Now, what you get for that is the ad-free experience that we just talked about, Additionally, you get background audio play, which is probably something that should be a feature of YouTube by default, but you have to pay to get that. Uh, So what I use it for is I have a couple of podcasts that I follow on YouTube, and I just listen to it while I'm out walking my dog through the YouTube app using the background audio. And that works really well for my purposes, but also really well for the creator because they're compensated based on every minute that I consume, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. They also allow you to download videos for offline viewing, and something that I do there is if I'm going on a trip, which of course I don't do these days, I set up a playlist for that trip and I can download the entire playlist automatically before I leave, so when I'm on the plane, I can watch a bunch of YouTube videos that I wanna catch up on. And another neat feature is that you get access to the YouTube Music Premium Service, which is basically Google's equivalent of Spotify. They've got a pretty decent library now, and if you have any Google devices around the house, you can link those up to it also. So you can ask it to play in an artist or a playlist or whatever, and it will grab music from YouTube Music Premium. I really like the music service quite a bit. And one other bonus is that if you have kids in the house, the YouTube Kids app also benefits from Premium and you don't need a family account to do it. So my two kids have YouTube Kids on their iPads and I linked their app to my google account so when they're on youtube kids they don't get any ads which is great although most of what they watch is an ad because they're all toy videos and then also they can download videos for offline viewing through that premium account and unfortunately the way the youtube kids app handles downloads is that it just downloads a bunch of stuff that it thinks the kid might want to watch you have no control over it But if the kid leaves the house, there's no interruption in video playback. It just seamlessly rolls over to the offline videos that it downloaded. And usually it keeps a good amount of content uh, inside of the iPad, although that certainly has implications for your storage. Now, one other benefit of YouTube Premium is that the movies and shows that are free with ads are free without ads on YouTube Premium. There's no interruption. They just play all the way through like something on Netflix. I checked out the awesome Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary the other day, and I was able to watch it all the way through. So if you are a heavy consumer of YouTube like I am, there's some real benefit to getting a subscription. You can watch more stuff without interruption. Things launch quicker. There's additional options for offline viewing and background audio. And altogether, I think, for me at least, it's a pretty good value for the price And of course, it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to subscribe to it. But for me, it works out well and I'm happy to spend my 10 bucks a month for the service. Now, YouTube premium is also a significant thing for creators because we are compensated by the watch minute and 55% of the revenue in the aggregate from subscribers goes into this pool of funds that gets shared with creators every month. And that's significant for many channels Technology Connections made a really good Twitter post the other day, and you should check out his YouTube channel if you haven't seen it before. I think you'll like it. Uh, He says that YouTube Premium is really good in that Twitter post, not only because it makes the YouTube experience 1,000% better, but it also diminishes the many problems that are created by YouTube being an advertiser-driven platform. And what he means by that is that even videos that have been demonetized by YouTube still earn premium revenue. So if you ever see a little yellow dollar sign on one of your videos because it violated one of the 12,000 different things that they don't let you post, you will get premium revenue on that video provided, of course, it falls within the general YouTube terms of service. And a good example of a channel that could benefit from more premium subscribers uh, is this great channel called Blanco Lirio? Uh, he is an airline pilot who covers airline accidents throughout the world. And anytime he talks about an airline accident, YouTube demonetizes the video. I'm still seeing them in my feed. I'm still able to watch these videos. But because they've deemed it not safe for advertisers based on their criteria, he's not able to earn revenue share from ads that might appear on the video. So as a result, you don't often see an ad on his video unless the advertiser specifically wants to put an ad there. But Blanco Lirio's channel is getting my premium revenue because every minute I watch is going to compensate him in some way from the share of my subscription fee. So this goes beyond just political stuff. It can go into current events channels like this. And I've long disagreed with YouTube by demonetizing all this journalism out there, because if it covers a tragedy, it's suddenly off limits for advertising. And this is one way that they can get around that, because I think they still want to support these types of creators. It adds value to the platform, uh, but the advertisers just don't want the risk. And this is one way to help Uh, these types of creators see a little bit more revenue. But what's important to note here is that this is not a one-to-one view to dollar ratio. In other words, if you were only watching my channel, I'm not getting the full amount of your subscription because the way it works is that your subscription goes into a big pool of all of the subscribers and then YouTube takes that amount of money and then divides it by the amount of watch time that each channel got And you're given a share of whatever watch time uh, you were able to generate for the YouTube premium subscribers. So it's very conceivable here that the money that you put into your YouTube premium subscription will eventually end up with channels that you're not subscribed to because larger creators will get a larger share. If they get more premium watch time, they get more money. And that's how this works. So if you still wanna support a channel directly, obviously Patreon and some of the other uh, things out there are the better way to go because those go directly to the creator and only to the creator but if you have a lot of channels that you watch, this is certainly a better way to help them because you can ensure that every minute you watch will result in some kind of compensation, but just know that some of your money going into your subscription is going to people that you're not watching at all. Now, when YouTube Premium first launched, it was known as YouTube Red, and I was quite excited about it as a creator because I was seeing five times the revenue from premium views versus videos that were supported by ad revenue. And what's important to note here is that this didn't mean I was making more money, uh, but it meant that I was seeing those videos that were watched by premium subscribers be compensated better than the ones that were advertiser-supported. And had there been more YouTube Red subscribers back then, I probably would have made more money on every view, because again, every minute of every view was compensated. And what I looked at back then was the fact that my ad revenue was continually declining as YouTube invited more and more creators into the partner program. Back then, there wasn't a lot of concern from advertisers, so the supply of inventory was enormous and easily outpaced demand. And so only about a third of my videos in 2016 were actually getting ads on them because there was just so much supply of inventory. But check out what happened around 2016 and 2017. This is about where the adpocalypse hit. And because my channel is very advertiser friendly, we cover tech products in a very large industry. So there's a lot of advertiser interest, there's a lot of advertiser money, and as a result, channels like mine that cater to the customers that YouTube is attracting to its advertiser business do better. And that's what happened post-adpocalypse. No opinions on all the different things that happened here. It's just that if you're aligned with what the economics of the platform are, you will see better results. And as a result of that, the inventory supply became smaller because there was only so many channels that advertisers felt comfortable putting their content on. And look at the percentage of monetizable views that have happened since here on the channel. So now my videos earn more money per minute with the advertising side of the business than with the subscription side. And that's primarily due to the fact that a greater portion of my views are monetized by YouTube and their advertising program. But I'm also seeing some saturation in the revenue from the YouTube premium subscribers in 2020 versus 2016. So my premium watch time is up 411% versus 2016, which suggests that there are more premium subscribers out there and certainly more premium watch time going on. And again, you're compensated for every premium minute watched. And the revenue was only up 144%. And that means that there might be more premium subscribers out there that are watching more hours of YouTube every day, but they're watching more and more different channels as well. So that big pool of money we talked about is getting dispersed across a much larger swath of the platform. And as a result, you'll see some saturation here going on, which is why the revenue is not matching the watch time. And so I think premium is still very good for creators, but... Uh, we are seeing here that it's not growing for creators like me as much as the advertising side of the business is at this point. So the big question here is whether or not YouTube Premium is good for creators. The answer is, like everything, is that it depends. So if you're producing content that is not advertiser-friendly and you're getting a lot of those yellow icons next to your stuff, I think Premium viewers can provide a better revenue path if there was enough of them. Unfortunately, it's still not a big share of the overall YouTube viewer base, and as a result, I think the advertising-supported videos will likely still be the primary revenue driver for creators and YouTube alike. The other thing we got to think about here is saturation, because we saw that in my own statistics here. As the number of premium subscribers increases, we're going to see the amount of revenue that each individual creator receives probably go down or not increase at the same level, just because every single video that is in the partner program is monetizable versus the advertiser side that has much more constrained inventory because of the advertiser-friendly guidelines. So a couple of years ago, this made more sense, but now I think the saturation could be a real problem for long-term sustainable revenue. You'll likely see your views go up and your revenue slowly decline or maybe stay at the same level from one year to the next. And that's one of the uh, pitfalls that we would run into if too many people subscribe to premium. But I am happy with it. I am happy for anything that makes the platform better for viewers. And if YouTube premium works for you, definitely stick with it because if it keeps you on YouTube longer, that benefits the entire community in the end. And I'm certainly going to keep my subscription for at least another year because I do get a lot out of it. Of course, nothing is better than supporting your favorite creators directly, and I've got a bunch of you to thank this week who are bringing this show to you. I want to thank Eric's Variety Channel, Jeff Elder, Grayson Petty, Mark Dell, and Brett Wetzel, who all contributed via Super Chat during one of my live streams this past week. And I also want to thank two new supporters we have here on the channel who subscribed. James McCabe joined the YouTube membership program to support us directly. And Eric Stevenson signed up via my donor box page. I wanna thank everyone who's been contributing this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis. And of course, all of you who watch on a regular basis too, because as you just saw, all of those things together help the channel grow and stay sustainable. And I thank you all for your support. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. I've got lots of options for you. You've got my uh, donor box page at lawntv slash support. We've got the YouTube membership program with that join button right down below. And we also are now on Floatplane, which is the Linus Tech Tips channel. And you can sign up in any of those places as well as Patreon. We've got a bunch of other channels here, including this show in audio form via my podcast. So definitely sign up for that. I would love for you also to click on my Amazon link there at the bottom and click the follow button because we sometimes do streams on Amazon that we don't do on YouTube, so don't miss out with that. If you want to engage with the channel, you can via our very infrequent email list or our Facebook group, and then we've got the store where I sell previously used items that we reviewed here on the channel, and you can sign up for an email alert so you get notified the second those items are available. You can often get a pretty good deal on pretty new stuff that was just opened up and used for a review. That's going to do it for now. Thank you all for your continued support and viewership, and I hope you found this topic interesting. We'll be back next week with another wrap-up, and we've got a bunch of stuff coming up for you this week. I'm going to try to figure out a way to cover CES without leaving my house because there is no in-person CES this week, which is where we would normally be at this time. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters, Brian Parker, Jim Peter, Tom Albrecht, Frank Lewandowski, Mark Bollinger,